Talking to the Bike, brought to you by RSN Sports, Best in the Business, Parmar, and Brent's Plumbing. Welcome to Talking to the Mike. I'd like to take this time to thank all the healthcare workers, policemen, firemen, EMS, and uh, the gals at uh, dialysis that help keep me alive for doing what they do for us and keeping us safe. Hang in there, you guys. Looking for a chiropractor? Try Hill Chiropractic, Main Street, Madison, and Logan. They'll treat you like family. Hey, folks. Welcome to episode 37 of Talking to the Mic. Uh, uh, special guest today is longtime Nitro High School football coach, uh, Nitro alum, uh, a just a stalwart in the wrestling community, uh, been inducted into the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I want to welcome Coach Pat Vance. Coach, you with me? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm with you. <laughs> How you doing today, sir? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Good to talk to you. Coach, let's start out. Just uh, tell people about your athletic career, your coaching career, uh, what you've done, uh, uh, you know, the Wrestling Hall of Fame. And then we'll just go from there, Coach. Uh, well, I, I coach football over here from – as assistant for four years, I started in 1969, and then I I coached as the head coach from 1973 to 87. And uh, but wrestling, I, I've been involved in wrestling as a either a, you know a coaching wrestling. I was I coached about eight years during the 70s, but uh, I, I've always I've helped with the run tournament ever since. We've, We've had it 50 years, so I've been helping with that. And and I think because that's because I got into the Wrestling Hall of Fame. And, uh, but then I was at Lake Director over here for high school for, I think, 27 years. And uh, so I've been involved in athletics about all my life. Yeah, that's that's great, Coach. I certainly remember as uh, as you as the coach at Nitro High School. Uh, we never beat you in football during my time there, but we sure tried. And uh, you know, you, I was fortunate enough as I was I was telling Leanne that uh, you know I lived in Nitro, but I went to Poker because of I lived on the Putnam County side. But I interacted with many of your athletes. Yeah. Uh, uh, friends or, or, you know, I played little league baseball in nitro. And as I told Leanne, I worked out on your football field many times. Well, uh, you, you should have been playing for me anyway. They changed the rules. If they had to change the rules, well, you'd have been there. You used to be the, the poker district was in the, down 40, down below, like 40th street. But now it's up to the cutoff cut but in line, about 27th Street. And, uh, yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize they had changed that. Yeah. Yeah, when we were in school, we had a guy, we had guys that lived on 40th Street, 39th, 38th, so we played for us. Yeah, I lived on 35th. Uh, so, I, again, uh, 
you know, you were very kind to me. Uh, I wouldn't have had a problem playing for you at all. Yeah, I could have played easy. I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, you you had some pretty good players. Uh, well, I did. Yeah, I had some pretty good players, but still, you could play. You could play a bit better than some of them. <laughs> well, I appreciate the kind words, Uh But you know, Andy nicely yeah, was one of your players. Uh, he was my little league baseball coach. Known Andy for you know for a long time, and uh, kind of guy Andy was. Uh, I knew you guys had played it lately, and I was going to Morgantown for the football camp. All right, and I asked uh, Andy if I could borrow his turf shoes for that week. And he gladly uh, let me borrow his turf shoes. So, uh, you know, always. Yeah, Andy, always uh, Andy's a good family. He's, he's my best. Brother is yeah, a whole bunch of real nice. Andy is. Of course, one of your brothers. Wayne brothers died. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But uh, Andy's yeah. done good for himself. Uh, you know, big time newspaper guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I think he owns it. Like, like Fairmont Clark's for Gurry, and uh, he bought out two or three stations. Yeah, he's he's done well. He's done well. Uh, you know, some other names that come to mind. Johnny Johnson was a tailback for you. Oh yeah, Johnny is a great from. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Craig Finch is another name. Uh, I mean, just 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 endless guys that. Uh, you and I both associated with, and uh, you were also uh, on the North South staff, coach, right? Well, I coached. I coached this twice. Yeah, I was a assistant to Frank Vincent back. I don't know. I think it was about eighty seven, five. No, I'm not sure what time it was. I, I was with uh, Fred Taylor from Ravensworth. I think in eighty seven or eighty eight, somewhere around there. But yeah, I was in that twice. Yeah, it was it was one of my greatest experiences, to be honest with you. Kenny Wright put on a great show. Uh, that was. Oh yeah, Kenny's a good man. I talked to him all yeah, time. Yeah, uh, you talk to him, tell him to give me a call. I'd like to have him on my podcast as well. I, I've lost his number. Uh, oh okay. Oh, I'll tell but him. Uh, uh, Fred Taylor also, I'd like to get on. But but getting back to you and uh, and the, the North South game, that was still when they had two week practices. And uh, right. I played for a gentleman named John Shamara from Bluefield. Oh, yeah. John, John Shamara is great coach. He had, he had a, lot, a lot of good teams. Yeah, Bluefield. great coach. A lot of discipline. Uh, you know, the first day of practice, Coach, I, I waited all my life to play in the North-South game. And the very first day of practice, we came out, and we worked on, it seemed like a half hour, standing at attention. Uh, you know, thumbs on our, our pants, uh, seams, uh, the whole nine yards. And I thought, I've waited all this time and this is how it's going to be. But I wouldn't have traded I wouldn't have traded it for anything. You talk about putting together a sharp football team. Of course, we had some great talent, too. We had Mike Barber and uh, a couple of Bluefield guys and uh, Ronnie Walker from DuPont. And, uh, yeah, we had some, some great players. But – Coach, let's talk about this for a second. You, right. you were in the middle of the KVC battles uh, back when right. I was at Charleston High and uh, <clears throat> Stonewall and all these just huge schools. 
and things are different now. Things are right. different now. Uh, we don't have as many players out. Uh, you know, well, I think a lot of these kids don't want to—they want to sacrifice and do a lot of stuff that they have to do. Yeah, and you know, when I was a sophomore, we dressed seventy-five players at Polk High School, a double-A school, and uh, that's just unheard of now, even at the triple-A level. Uh, yeah, we had, we had about ninety some when I was a first starter with John Loftus. He was the head coach, and uh, we had we had a lot. My first year, I think I was seventy some, and uh, but we we were triple-A at that time. I were not a double-A. But uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, the kids don't come out like they used to. Yeah, that's that's a shame. They're missing out on a great experience, and you touched on a subject. They don't want to make the sacrifice. And uh, oh yeah, uh, just speaking from my point of view, I couldn't tell you how many forty-yard dashes I ran. Uh, well, you know, there's a there's a lot more easy things those kids to do today. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, like you talk about, it was a little bit tougher, I reckon, those days. But it's not, it's, it's not as tough today. Like kids don't. Yeah, what about wrestling? Those are good players. I'm poker too. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you uh, stopped. I, I was going to ask you. It seems that wrestlers make great football players. You agree with that? Yeah, well, you still there? Yeah. I, I didn't hear what I said. Yeah, let, out, let me ask you again. I say it seems wrestlers, wrestlers make, make great okay. football players. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. But a lot of, a lot of them do. They make sacrifices during the, during the wrestling season and uh, a lot of conditioning. And so a lot of them fear that their conditioning in football is easier. And uh, which it may be, I don't know. But you know, I did both. And uh, and I've had a lot of good football players play for me that, that did wrestle too. So, yeah, and of course, the bad some of just wrestle too. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think football helps. I don't rest. It seems like, especially them. the linemen, they learn how to use their leverage, uh, you know, to get behind blocks, to to throw a block off. They just have that natural instinct when they get in the game. Well, it's, it's probably true, though. You, you take one on one competition. Yeah, you know, a lot of times they get up on the playing line or whatever. Then they take us like they do wrestling one on one, and most time kids are, you know, they're looking for a combination block or double team or something. You know, the easier way out. And, and I think wrestling was a little different breed. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't offer wrestling at Polka High School, so I had to play that old nasty basketball. Uh, for my, for my yeah, well, you can't uh, want to. You get cold dry against so well. they, they have good teams are they go on now. But uh yeah, the first when we we started wrestling, so well the way I was in it, Dale Eggles and Prince was a 
middle school now was wrestling coach of poker. And uh, we used to wrestle some there, and uh, he left there. And Nelson, uh, I don't know his name. Uh, anyway, there was a, a Nelson coach Nelson took over, and uh, and he, he coached wrestling for a while. And so they've had wrestling off and on, <clears throat> off and on down at Poker. So, but they're, they're still he's a good athlete. Well, Coach, let me ask you this. My nemesis against Nitro High School was the handback trap. Yeah, well, it's, you know, and the reason I think I, that thing wasn't real good is because uh, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of coaches, they keep the guards. They keep the guards. Well, when we were in the double, the double handoff, uh, we usually pulled the tight end, and he led. So we, we didn't pull the guards. And so if they read our guards, the linebacker stayed in a lot of times. And uh, so we pulled a, the tight end to lead the play. And, uh, yeah, they, they wouldn't use yeah, it. Yeah, was, it was hard to read, and uh, it got me plenty of times, trust me, in three years. Uh, yeah, well, it's, we we have some good plays, especially we we thought it was some good plays after you left there. We ran six plays out of the the wing formation, and uh, I don't I don't think we're in. Yeah, I don't either. think you did. But yeah, uh, but the the last the last couple of years I coached, we ran the wing T, and uh, read a lot of uh, hand rock traps and all things like that. And there then. But uh, yeah, that trap that you sort of especially with the we, we were using a bit unbalanced. We used the right right handed team, and uh, so the wing back came, came back, got the ball with uh, with the offside. We you know most teams we chipped down for our unbalanced, and we run that trap back the other way and the head back trap, and uh, people yeah, used to that's, it. I'm telling you, it got me. It- uh, three years, uh, however many plays you're in on offense, I, you got me just about every time, Coach. That's uh, your uh, wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, was there an induction ceremony? How did you find out about it? I mean, tell us all about that. Well, they have, they have a, a dinner once a year of the Amos and Sweetsy Charleston. And uh, Bill Harcher, who's been coaching, He's an athletic director. He used to be a coach and athletic director. He's retired now, but uh, he holds a dinner up at Charleston once a year, and, and they honor uh, five or six coaches around the state. And they, they have each one of the coaches get up and speak a little bit. And then uh, out of those coaches that they, they picked, that, that, you know, five or six a year, they usually go through and pick out one or two. Uh, to be in what they call the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. And uh, they present you with a nice uh, plaque and a jacket. and it, It's a real big deal. Take a big picture and send it to uh, Oklahoma. The, the, whole, the, uh, uh, the, the home base broke for the Wrestling Hall of Fame was in uh, uh, Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Because I, I had a a kid called me a while back, and he was uh, working, 
And anyway, he got part of his job, but he went through Stillwater. He saw the brass and all the famous stuff. They had uh, my name and pictures and so forth on the wall in there. So he, 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 he called me up and took a picture of it. Called me up and sent it to me. But anyway, uh, these just pick out the coaches of the state. Uh, like I say, they'll honor five or six a year and uh in the in the wrestling organization then he should pick out one or two. One usually one I'm assuming. You might go a year and not pick out anybody. And that but they pick out someone to be honored as in the wrestling hall of fame. Yeah, what a what a great honor, coach. I'm sure you're proud. Uh oh yeah, uh, yeah I am. To make any Hall of Fame. Uh you may not know this, but I'm actually in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. Well, it may not be what you think. Uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame at White Castle for eating 25 of those little hamburgers in the short, oh, yeah. shortest right? amount of time, Coach. So they, they put me in the Hall of Fame, give me a T-shirt and all that, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, Yeah, what a great honor for you, Coach. And uh, you know, well, I, I, you know, I think it is. I, I'm real proud. Yeah, you should be. Uh, let me let me ask you this: COVID nineteen obviously has taken over everybody's lifestyle. Can you imagine having to coach, concerning with with all the concerns around COVID nineteen? Well, I'm glad I'm glad we didn't have anything like that because, you know, it, it would be tough. And these guys are doing over actually one day and the next, whether they're going to be playing or watching or what they're going to be doing. So it's, it's, uh, I'm glad we didn't have anything like that when I was coaching. And, uh, cause I, I never had been involved. But, so, but anyway, I think, I think it'd be all stuff. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, in all aspects, coaching, playing, uh, you know, refereeing the chain gang. I mean, it's just, uh, incredible. Uh, oh yeah, it, it affects everybody's involved in the sport, uh, whether it be principals or parents or grandparents or what you know. And you- I know this, this past year, uh, I talked to the principal up here. He said, "Well, you know, because they wouldn't drive in because they got a new after field." But anyway, he said, uh, "I'll let you go in as a parent." And uh, so it, it, most of the things they can only bring parents or grandparents. I saw one of the boys that's coaching up here, and uh, they thought he could have one ticket. And of course, he had a wife, and he wanted to bring his wife. He had a daughter, and she in high school. She couldn't even go. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And, and that was going to be my next point. One thing I hate for the that day's players is is they don't get to play in front of the four or five thousand. People in attendance in a crowd, like a nitro poker game, or uh, yeah. you know that was that was part of it when I played. You know, walking, oh yeah, walking out of that locker room and hearing the band play, and uh, it just get you fired up. And uh, in Nitro's case, you know, I, I knew a lot of the majorettes and the cheerleaders, and uh, had to walk past them down there at Underwood Field to get to the field, and. Uh, you know, do, do I say hi? Do I do I give them a wink? Do I give them a wave? You know, uh, tonight they're 
you know, they're my friends, but tonight they're they're not. Uh, I, you know, I didn't know how to really deal with that, but but luckily I've I've remained really close to a lot of those Niger people. But yeah, the the yeah I, the COVID we've told we've told because we we played poker that we know they ran around together. But I said you got to forget that nonsense. I said you got to you know you, you like them during the week and but during a year, but. You don't like that one week for your play. That's right. That's right, Coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, you know, if I'd have passed you that week and you had a flat tire on the interstate, I'd still stopped and helped you. Yeah, let me let me, let me tell you about uh, – this was really funny. When I was coaching wrestling, this kid was playing was wrestling, and, and I thought it was over Eastern. I said, now, if you guys go out of town, I said, don't worry about practice. I said, if you're in town, I want you to practice. So I had this boy on the team, and he he, he going to he, yeah, he went out of town. He gave his job all week. So I asked him that quick. I said, what, what happened to you? And he said, well, I went out of town. I said, where'd you go? And he said, poker. <laughs> 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 he, he missed the whole week. Uh, he went out of town. Uh, he, he just uh, he played you on that one, Coach. I know, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't very good anyway. <laughs> hey, Coach, I, I really enjoyed this chat. And uh, like I say, oh, I, yeah, I, me, me too. I've always thought the world of you. And uh, uh, feel free to come on anytime that you have a thought or want to discuss something or or your thoughts on sports. Uh, interested in, you know, the KVC, uh, which Canal Valley Conference, which is no longer with us, uh, was a stalwart. When I was a kid, uh, yeah, everybody was just kind of involved. There, everybody was listening to it, I think. And uh, and I don't know. I heard they used to lie about their and no one said they wouldn't play Triple A. Anyway, <laughs> I I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, everybody played everybody else. And you mentioned John Shamara a while ago. Yeah, you, you know, I tell you a story about Coach Shamara. We played down there when I was a junior. We scrimmaged them. And we met at a gym and got dressed. And uh, I don't know what their how their deal was, but they got dressed there also. We got on a bus and followed them to Mitchell Stadium. Coach, oh, yeah? when they were on the bus, they were dressed, chin straps fastened, and mouthpieces in on the bus. Shoot. Yeah, buddy. That is that is this And uh, we we played six quarters down there, and Don Jennings about killed me running a quick pitch. It must it must have been a hundred degrees, but but anyway, after the game, he fed us a huge meal: ham, turkey, all the fixings before we left to come home. And uh, Fred Simon, who was one of his assistants, of course, Coach Schmar is not with us anymore. I mentioned that to him a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that Josh Marr was so disciplined that after after a game, they washed the uniforms on Monday, and John Shamar inspected every pair of pants and every jersey to make sure they were clean. On, right, on Tuesday, they cleaned the cleats and polished them every one of them, and John Shamar inspected every pair of cleats. Now, that's that's getting involved right there. Yeah, 
it's, you know, it's, it is this good discipline in there. And it showed in his success, you know. Uh, of course, he had some great players, but he, he also was a great coach. We, you know, in the North-South game, we ran a no-huddle offense for him. We only practiced two weeks and could run a no-huddle offense. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. They, yeah. they, but everybody does it today, but back when I was coaching, nobody did it. Hardly. No. Nobody ever, ever saw it. Uh, and the way we ran it, he had four series, one through four, and each series had four plays. And he would just call out the series, run number one, bam, we run off four plays. Then we may not go, we may go back to the huddle, you know. Uh, yeah. And, but at any time, he could do that. And I just found that uh, incredibly interesting and incredibly exciting. Yeah. I, you know, it's just like today, which I, I'm sure I've I just thought around if the coaches is the best. But, you know, when, when the coaches send that play from the sideline and a quarterback, you, you can see the huddles that say something to the line, and then they get back and he run the play. I don't know. I don't know what he says. But uh, he just he just says something, and, and then those guys run the play. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know how that works either, Coach. I, I'm, that may be something I try to find out through my – uh, yeah, maybe you'd find out. Let me know. I'd like to know that. Well, Coach, uh, again, man, I, I appreciate you coming on. I want you to say thank you to Leanne for setting this up. Uh, I will. Your, your daughter, Leanne, and, and, and anytime you're welcome. Absolutely welcome. And uh, Let me ask you, what were you doing in the hospital for? Well, I was having some surgery. Uh I lost my kidneys, and they're preparing me for this dialysis thing. Okay, but uh, yeah, I, I got a. I ended up with a really nasty scar. I thought it was going to be two inches long, and it ended up being about ten inches long up my bicep. But uh, I appreciate you asking, Coach. Coach, did you know you get to win a prize for being a guest? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So. What you have to do is you have to pick between A or B. Oh, I'll take A. Okay, first let me tell you what you didn't win in box B. You didn't win a cruise to Hawaii for you and your family, a two-week stay on the islands, all expenses paid, and a flight back on a private Learjet. <laughs> That's what you did. That's what you did, Coach. I'd like to know what we won then. Okay, I'm going to tell you. You won a mason jar full of the old nitro air smell. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I used to go go across the bridge there, and I could smell it for a mile away. Well, now you have your own. You have your own mason jar full of. It. Okay, well, that's, that's good. I appreciate that, <laughs> Coach. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, again, right, thank Leanne. And uh, anything you need, Howard, I'll be glad to. He walked in. You stay safe. Uh, it's been episode thirty-seven of talking to the mic with uh, longtime Nitro coach, athletic director, wrestling Hall of Fame member, Mister Pat Vance. Talking to the Mic, brought to you by RSN Sports, best in the business. 
Parmar and Brent's Plumbing. Thank you.